strangers and Angel Grove residents, welcome to the Sentai Truther Club. I am your host, Grav, and I'm joined by my fellow truther, Kennedy. How's everything been, comrade? You know, it's been as good as it gets for 2020. It's like, it's like you know, when you see those comics or like cartoons or something where people are in hell, but it's like they've been in hell for a long time and they're like, yeah, you know, it's just another day in hell. Yeah, so like essentially what this is is that we're sitting down and we're like that dog in the fire meme with the cup of joe and being like, this is fine, except on that table there's a television screen and uh, Power Rangers is playing. <laughs> that's all that plays on this particular TV and that's what we're here for. We are looking for the answers within the many storied seasons, horrific volumes bizarre tales of power rangers yeah i'm ready to see just how this encapsulated neoliberal kids show winds up going after like how how many seasons are we at now like we're way past 20 now uh yeah. so it's going to be very interesting to see where it goes and how we develop our thoughts on power rangers as it moves on especially with some behind the scenes stuff and controversies that happened Kennedy, what is your experience with the Power Rangers? Yeah, I mean, for me growing up, you know, the Power Rangers, uh, I'm 30. And like, uh, so I was at just the right age to watch basically all of it, you know. Um, and uh, Mighty Morphin was coming out. I was still a little young, but I started watching it, you know, as a very young kid. And I kept watching it um, until about like the time, the time force or whatever it We'll watch it soon. I'll get the name right then. But I'm not getting it right now. But uh, it was like the time-traveling Power Ranger season. Uh, I, I kind of stopped watching because I was getting a little older. I was about like a, probably like 10, 11, 12, and I was just like kind of growing out of it, you know? Uh, but like definitely the Power Rangers were like awesome to me. Uh, it was definitely something that gave me um, a lot of like inspiration, confidence, like different things. Like I, I, I looked up to the the characters in that show a lot and like the way that they treated their friends and things. I admired that, you know, it definitely like some of the positive like representations that I was getting, like most positive representations I was getting on TV in a lot of ways were from there. And I can definitely remember the first time I ever stood up to a bully in elementary school, I was thinking of the power Rangers. I was like imagining myself morphing into that suit, you know, morpher in my hands and just like, I could do this. I have the strength now. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Uh, when did you, so you stopped, you said you stopped around Time Force, right? Yeah. Did you uh, ever think to come back to it? Um, well, I didn't watch it again until like basically um, a few years ago, Twitch did that like marathon uh, into like, it was like a promotional thing for that new Power Rangers movie, which we're supposed to watch at some point, And we'll talk about that then. But, uh, you know, there was that like, that new like slightly grittier Power Rangers reboot, you know, and uh, so coinciding with that coming out, Twitch did this like promotional thing where they marathoned all of Power Rangers, and when I say all the Power Rangers, I mean it. It was on for many many days, um, and I just like got in the habit for like the like ten days while this was happening of just turning it on a lot because I was finding it really enjoyable just to like have on around me, um, and like. That's part of, like, that experience definitely uh, solidified, like, when you brought this idea up to me of doing this podcast, I was like, yes, because when I was watching the show, again, as an adult, I was really interested in a lot of the themes, um, like, kind of dissecting it from a filmmaking angle, uh, and just, like, really, like, diving into, like, all of the weirdness of the way that this show 
came to be, what it is, et cetera. Yeah. So the funny part about that is, is that Kennedy and I met kind of like in a sort of transitionary state, right? Like I was coming off of a different podcast. You have your own other podcast. That's a political podcast as well. We met in, a, in like a meeting and we were discussing like, hey, how can we collab and do all these things together? And I remember mentioning offhand, I was like, well, one of the things I definitely want to try and work on is a Power Rangers podcast. And the thing about me is that I always have a hard time finding guests because a lot of my a lot of my prior podcasting experience is me actively reaching out to people and finding guests. So having a consistent co-host is like a dream to me. I, I barely ever get consistent co-hosts. And so uh, <laughs> Kennedy over here was like, yeah, like the minute I said I want to do a Power Rangers podcast, he was like, yeah, man, uh, let me know when you want to get together about that. We'll we'll definitely go ahead and, and get this started. And, you know, now here we are recording episode zero together. And uh, it's it's very funny because, like, we've already, at, th at this point, I've already rewatched some of the uh, Power Rangers season one episodes. You're getting started today. And uh, so I look forward to, like, our conversations as it evolves around the series. Um, and as it progresses, I know my personal background with Power Rangers is... When I was a kid, I think back to when I was like four years old. I still have like a, a couple of memories from back then. Um, but my caretaker at the time had a TV on. And at that time, I think it was Nick Jr. or one of the other shows was had on like, this was 97, had on a Power Rangers repeat. I believe it was Zeo when the White Ranger came on board. So the White Ranger revealed itself because like, who's the White Ranger or whatever? And I was like, this is awesome, you know? Like, that was my experience. That was, like, my first experience. And then after that, I think I really started getting into it around, like, Turbo Movie and around that era. But I specifically remember 98. I believe 98, I had the Blue Rangers costume on. And that was my favorite Ranger. The Blue Ranger was always my favorite Ranger. And my favorite suit at the time, I think as I was growing up with Power Rangers, was the In Space one, I believe it was where they had the rainbow strip going across. And that one I thought was like so cool. That was my favorite costume. But I started getting off of it around, I think, 2002, 2003 Mystic Force era, I believe. And that was, or at least it was like a ninja one. That one, I started getting off because the time, the time period that it would air on was too late for me. So like I had to be at school, like school started at 830 and I believe that Power Rangers episode we either started at like 7.30 or 8 o'clock. So it was like really rough for me to catch. And then uh, Digimon would play before that. And I would always catch Digimon. But at the same time, too, of that Power Rangers going on, it was Digimon Frontier, which is the worst season of Digimon. And it kind of like obliterated Digimon here in the States and putting it back into obscurity because it was the one where they started morphing into the Digimon themselves. Yeah. So like yeah. around that... Yeah. Yeah, around that era of TV, that's when I started hopping off that channel altogether and started watching other shows. Uh, but recently, I, I think when, you know, the pandemic hit and we started going into lockdown, I remember thinking in the back of my head, like, man, I really want to watch some Power Rangers. Pretty much, like, after I said that to myself, I put it on a list of things to watch. Uh, shortly after, I picked up my son from New York to have him stay with me, and he put on Power Rangers. Dino Charge specifically. And I remember watching the first 10 minutes of Dino Charge and going, holy shit, 
this is poggers. <laughs> like, I am, like, pogged off my fucking gourd right now, dude. This is amazing. You know, and I can't wait because I think when we get to Dino Charge, like, me and you are going to sit down and I'm going to record. We're going to, like, live record our reactions to it. Maybe we'll and I want I want to record your reaction to Dino Charge because it's so, like, bonkers, dude. Totally, it's absolutely totally. nutty. Um, It also, in my opinion, has the best intro. I think outside of, like, Mighty Morphin and maybe one other in contention, Dino Charge is probably the best one at IMO. But after pretty much all of that, I was like, in the back of my head, I've been going Power Rangers podcast. Nobody else is doing it. We should do it. We should do it. We should do it. So, yeah, I mean, like, this is where we are. And uh, I'm very, very excited to cover the future seasons. I know both of us have wanted to cover not only Power Rangers, but we also wanted to cover, like, the movies, uh, we wanted to cover some of the, like, w short films. Uh, there's also fan films that have been mm -hmm. made that are, like, will actually have, like, Jason David Frank in them because he loves playing the Green Ranger. I mean, the man's like a, what is it, like an eighth-tier black belt? <laughs> so, like, it, between, it. yeah, between that and the Green Ranger, that's all he has to do to, like, be happy with his life and hey more props to him you know there's also the comic books there's the video games as well and i know we were also going to try and cover some of the japanese properties that mm -hmm. power rangers originally got the idea from so it was super sentai well, not just the, the idea i mean you know like the footage yeah right. too <laughs> yeah so a lot of a lot of the action sequences in power rangers is actually cut footage from the super sentai show right so yeah it's it's pretty it's actually pretty interesting because it ends up being like the storylines in Super Sentai is completely different than the storylines <laughs> in Power Rangers. If you they're watch... Just, they're just <laughs> like recycling you, the action. It's like nothing else is the same. It's the funniest thing. This, it's, this is one of the things that's special about Power Rangers in particular, is this weird mishmash state that it's in, where they take these action sequences from Japanese filmmaking, and then they just cut out all of the story, devoid it of all of the original context, and then just try to come up with a new context that kind of makes sense for all of these action scenes that they want to use. It's just a really amazing, bizarre art form, and I love it, and especially in the early seasons. And the crazy thing is they still do it. Like, they haven't, they've never stopped doing that. Um, but, the, but now they do it, like, more directly in collaboration, and it's more seamless, and it's, it's not really the same, but in the old old days like the early seasons I'm, I'm so looking forward to watching some of these because you could see like oh the blue ranger is a foot shorter you know <laughs> like every time there's an action scene <laughs> yeah not only that but the yellow ranger is a boy yeah like it's it's, mm -hmm. it's a guy it's a dude in the yellow ranger costume but trini is the yellow ranger in america so it's very very interesting it's why the pink ranger has a skirt and the yellow ranger doesn't yeah, it's fun. It's fun stuff. There's a lot of weird like things that translate over in that way. And so Power Rangers is just really special in that way. And I'm just really looking forward to just kind of picking it apart. Uh, and especially like, you know, maybe putting the slightest bit of leftist slant on how we do that, perhaps. Yeah, of course. I mean, we're not necessarily <laughs> a 100% politics podcast here or whatever, but it, I'd be lying if I said, hey, you know, based on our backgrounds, you know, we come from... <laughs> We come from a leftist sort of view, so you're going to see that point of view here in the podcast being represented. I'm super stoked. I'm super excited. I mean, the, I think one of the crazier things about it is, like, the amount of excitement that we were getting from people when we were just throwing the idea out there. Like, you and I were both going to our friends and, like, kind of, like, 
crowdsourcing opinions on how everybody sort of felt on like, hey, what if we did this? Would this be an idiot? Like, w would we look like idiots for doing this? Would, would you like, would you, you know, gauging the reaction from everybody? I think one of the things that I did want to mention um, before we did sort of wrap up this episode zero two was the name. Right. Now yeah. we were, we were bouncing around some certain names. I, uh, there was like a couple of suggestions that were made. Um, so the, the, the story behind the name Sentai Truther Club is, is kind of more detailed than you might think it is at first glance. Uh, so basically, uh, as you all know, Power Rangers is based off these, uh, the show Super Sentai and we were bouncing around four different ones. It was Grand Delusion, GGPR, Sentai Truther Club, and Super Sentai True Ranger. Right. Now the other three names might seem stupid in retrospect, but <laughs> if you, if you really look at them, uh, Grand Delusion was something that was like, it was too niche of a reference, it's but- yeah, that's it's, the thing about all the other names is like they were just all a little too deep into Power Rangers culture or lore in some way. The, and yeah. Sentai Truther Club is too, but it appeals on a base level to people, uh, which is nice. Because it's but more the, comedic. But, but the lore also, Sentai Truther Club has the best lore of any of the names that we considered. Like, because this is this is just like the, 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 the coolest, <laughs> the <laughs> dumbest, I don't even know how to describe. Just tell the story. I don't <laughs> okay. So, uh, Grand Delusion is from Akiba Ranger, which is like when they morph, they say Grand Delusion. And when, uh, they say Grand Delusion, they get out this Moe anime, like, ray gun that they have in, like, Power Rangers and stuff like that. And it makes them morph when it, it like, says some, like, voice line, some Moe voice line, and then they morph. But the GGPR stands for Go Go Power Rangers. Then there was Super Sentai True Ranger and Sentai Truther Club. Those were like the final two. And for Sentai Truther Club, the story goes, um, I was watching this uh, series called Kamen Rider Double. And Kamen Rider Double takes place in this fictional windy city. I don't remember the name of it. But basically, uh, one day uh, we had a group, me and my friends, we all had a group that watched Common Rider Double together. And one day one of them couldn't show up. So we watched, instead, we watched a show called Akiba Ranger, which is a parody show officially licensed by Toei to parody Super Sentai and the Power Rangers. And uh, they had an episode where basically the villain was, was that there is this grand delusion going on in, I believe, Akihabara or some part of Japan that everybody started believing that Super Sentai started with the American show Power Rangers. Because Power Rangers, in real life, Power Rangers is the most popular Super Sentai. Right, even though the idea completely originated in Japan, and even like the word Sentai is like this specific cultural thing, and like all this stuff, and like we don't have like like in Japan when we get into like the other series, there's like forty Sentai series in Japan or something. We just have the one here, you know, but it's the most popular one. <laughs> right, exactly, and it's it's funny because like ja the Japanese are very well aware, like Japanese fans of Super Sentai do consider Power Rangers a Super Sentai series. And it, it's it's funny, right? Because like in America, you have weebs going, well, you know, American cartoons aren't anime, you know, or something like that. <laughs> but in Japan, they're like, no, 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 no. Power Rangers is a Super Sentai. It's just, 
its own American debauchery. Yeah. It's just Super Sentai with burgers and pizza. Right. <laughs> so, so that episode, the main protagonist is like a 28-year-old Super Sentai super fan. He's, the, he's like the Akiba Red Ranger. Because basically he goes into a store and he goes into a Super Sentai store for new merchandise or whatever. And he's like, yeah, the original, we have new collectible Megazords from the very first Super Sentai Power Rangers. And he's like, what? Super Sentai didn't start with Power Rangers. And like, this is big whole thing. And uh, <laughs> what ends up end up happening is, is they, they morph into the Akiba Rangers and the Green Ranger and the Red Ranger is not from the Super Sentai series that pop up. It's from the American series. You basically have the Japanese actors portraying American actors, but still talking Japanese. And they have like stars and stripes belts instead of the regular <laughs> belts and stuff. And they purposefully make the action look as bad as it did in 1993. <laughs> Basically, you know, they, they defeat the villain and everything goes back to normal. And at the end of that, the episode ends and my friend goes, well, what did you think? And I was like, well, that's it. I'm a Sentai truther now. Sentai started with Power Rangers. It's you us. can see it right here. And he goes, I fucking hate you. <laughs> so that's how we became the Sentai Truther Club. Trying to bring y'all the truth. Sentai is Power Rangers. That's it. Period. It's funny because like Common Rider Double, if you listen to the intro song, it's called WBX Hard Boiled. Fantastic intro song. But it says, welcome to the Windy City. So I would literally like whenever that would come on, I would tell my friend Chris, I'd be like, dude. See? See? This this show takes place in Chicago. <laughs> Toei wedded to a partnership with the city of Chicago and was able to get a tax break. They got a tax write-off for it, and they filmed this in Chicago. <laughs> See? Sentai started here in America. Oh, God. And thus, the Sentai Truthers and the Sentai Truther Club was born. <laughs> I, before, we, before we wrap this up, I'm going to... I'm going to push a question back to you, Grav, which is, what's your, what's your biggest dream of what we could accomplish by making this show? What's the, what's the end result here for you? Okay, so minimum end result from us watching over, I think we did the math, over a year and a half worth of content <laughs> on a weekly basis, the minimum I could at least receive in compensation from uh has i think it's bondi now because i think sabin it was went under dude release the damn seasons on blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> so there exists no blu-ray copies here in america of any of the power rangers seasons if you want to watch power rangers in 1080p you know high definition you have to watch it in netflix which in and of itself has its own problems because i think netflix used some sort of ai upscaler that they have in-house Mm -hmm. And uh, if you look at it, you'll see tonight when you start watching, whenever the camera pans, there's like screen tearing yeah. because it like the, the way the upscaler went, it looks a little blotchy. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, there just exists no, no 1080p Blu-ray seasons of this stuff. The only people who got Blu-rays is guess who? Who? The Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> the Europeans got Blu-rays of Power Rangers, but they're not regular Blu-rays either. They've got Blu-rays of the Power Rangers in standard definition. And it purposely says Blu-rays on SD. 
like blu-ray on <laughs> sd is like the label so they're just no. like they're just dvds on blu-ray discs so it's, it's extremely just... consumer waste um but i guess oh, there's like God. there must be this like segment of the demographic of eastern europe that hasn't been taken care of since the soviet union fell where they all have like playstation 3s as blu-ray players but they still have crt televisions so I think that that's the demographic and they get fed like reruns of our Power Rangers show. So I think that that's who that's supposed to appeal to. So if I could get Blu-ray wow. releases wow. and honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, if I can get the original actors to Mighty Morphin on board which, and some of the other newer actors involved too on the show guest appearances, I'll take that. But I know you have grander plans. What's your what's your grand plan? I'm not going to lie. I would like to make a Power Rangers fan film. I just I'm 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 a, I'm a cinematography person. And, like, I like filmmaking. I like everything about it. And, like, I think that there are so many fun, like, exploring the fan films a little. Like, I don't just want to make it like I just want to be, like, some art auteur or something. I want to, like, go collaborate with the people who already do this, to be clear. Because I think what, like, when I started, like, looking into the fan film for them, it's like, these people are really dedicated to what they're doing. And it's really cool. And it's really beautiful. And, like, a lot of what they do is really interesting. And, like, I just want to, like, go hang out with those guys and like make a fan film and be a part of that because it just seems like one of those experiences that like it would be so just like wonderful and that the people that are involved with it like I say just seem like really cool fascinating I just want to hear their stories and find out all about them um and I'm just into all of it so that's my that's my big dream if we could get involved with the fan film community make some friends and like maybe like you know actually bro like, I'll help you do it. <laughs> I'll help you do it, dude. Hell yeah. I will get into a Rangers costume. I am not scared. <laughs> we'll be Fuck flying out yeah. to New Mexico, filming in New Mexico on set. Dude, this is a great place for it. You got the weird, like, we can go out to some place with like, just, like, really weird rocks that looks all bizarre and be like, this is Yeah, the, this that's is Mars. right. We got the rock quarries, this is... dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mars. We're on Mars. <laughs> you just gotta apply a, a filter over it, man. Yeah, a little bit of filter. <laughs> Get like a, a, a custom LUT. For sure, for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely, when, uh, we'll see how everything goes. You know, we'll eventually start like a Patreon, you know, depending on like the fan. You know, I'm sure the fans will definitely come out and want to support this. So, yeah, I mean, like, I think the future for us, like, for years to come, we've got plenty of content and, you know, Kennedy and I, for the most part, like looking back at our partnership so far, which is still very much in its baby stages, I still like talking to Kennedy here. I can vouch for him and I could definitely vouch for myself of I told I basically told Kennedy, I was like, this could be like my magnum opus in podcasting. <laughs> like if this is the main podcast I get known for, that's what it's like on my gravestone. He'll be like number one or like top Power <laughs> Rangers fan. <laughs> <laughs> on it got the blu-rays to release i'll call that a w <laughs> that's um, definitely a dub <laughs> i agree and we'll also call this a dub as in a wrap uh thank you so much for listening we appreciate all y'all and also go check it out episode one of sentai truther club where we start diving into the very first season of mighty Morphin power rangers is also dropping today so like if you enjoyed this go listen to that it's even better Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast, 
and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.